there have been many concerns expressed to me. I work in prevention um, with Suzanne and there's been concerns expressed to me related to the diversion of, of these, you know, of Suboxone and things of that nature. And so I'm just curious, I mean, you already kind of touched on that, but I think that is something that people are resistant to as a result of, of that potential diversion. And so I'm just, I'm curious, I guess, what your, if you want to expand on that at all. Sure. So one of the things that we do is a random pill counts. So we'll just call, and nowadays it's really fantastically easy because of all the virtual stuff. I can literally call somebody up and have them go like this with their strips, right? Or I can have them, you know, uh, you know, quick uh, send a picture, you know, via text or something like that, or have them go to the pharmacy, do that. Um, and, and so, you know, pill counts are a really useful tool in that. And we do the pill counts literally at every appointment. So we like to think that we're on top of the, the diversion. We definitely have a lot of different uh, aspects to our diversion control policies, but, um, but there's no perfect answer for that. Mm -hmm. All I can say is I've got um, two people in our program, actually three, four, half a dozen people in our program right now that were paying 20 to $40 a strip for Suboxone from a buddy of theirs for a year or more before they got in our program. And the thing was, is that those people were actually stable. Yes, they were getting Suboxone off the street. Yes, unfortunately, someone was diverting it to them, right? Mm -hmm. And clearly their doctor was not on top of their pill counts and things like that. But um, once they get into the program and they, uh, one of the beautiful things that happens is their insurance starts paying for it. <laughs> These tend to actually be, what's really fascinating is those patients actually tend to be the least likely to relapse in our program okay. because they've already, they've already experienced what, they already know what it's like to be more or less stable on Suboxone. Now, typically when they're getting that on the street, because it's so expensive, um, they're typically taking less than they actually need to be stable. So the diversion, you know, getting it off the street, is, it's not an ideal situation for people. So um, some, some MAT programs will deny people access to their program if they call them up and say, I've been getting Suboxone on the street for the last year. I really want to be part of a program. A lot of places will actually say, I'm sorry, but unless you get a doctor to actually refer you, um, uh, then, uh, okay, it looks like my my client has been sleeping off cold today, so we got a little bit more time. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so then that to me is like really offensive. That's just offensive. I'm in the, I'm in the business of helping people, right? I'm not in the business of putting up roadblocks for people. And if people are honest enough with me to say, hey, look, I've been getting Suboxone on the street for the last year, right? I'm like, well, come in our program. We're really going to accelerate your recovery. Um, so Diversion, you know, one of the things that, another thing that we do in our program is we always have people on um, what we consider to be the minimum dose that they need. Uh, our induction process is very thorough. So um, when people um, stop having withdrawal, clinical withdrawal in, in the setting of the, the induction, that's it, they're done. Like that's, that's their dose. So if that stops at one and a half, they're just at one and a half, right? And so um, some other doctors and I, you know, and everybody's free to run their practices the way they want to, but some other practices, what they do is they just simply start you out at three. 
which is the ceiling effect. There's no more effect past three. I feel like what happens in that is you're setting people up for diversion. Someone realizes, well, we only, only need one and they can sell two a day and they can pay their rent, right? So some um, diversion control policies are just simply logical, like keep someone on the minimal dose to keep them out of withdrawal and to manage their cravings and no more. That helps to tamp that diversion down because the person only has enough to work for them. 